Welcome to Digging Into a Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Tiller Coaching. All right, it's day 76, and we've got Paul in front of King Agrippa. Um, he's already started to give his defense. Today he's going to continue that, but it will be very focused on his story, um, story of how he met Jesus and what he's done to transform his life. And, um, yeah, it's a long section, so we shouldn't delay. With that, let's go ahead and dig in. This is Acts chapter 26, starting at verse 12. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, uh, brighter than the sun, that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And we had, when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and those, and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from, power, from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and, place, and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all of the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day, I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles." And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I'm not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? <clears throat> and Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. Then the king rose, and the governor and Bernice <clears throat> and those who were sitting with them and when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man should not, this man could not, I'm sorry, this man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. All right, I fumbled down the end. Obviously, it ended with like, okay, like, he might be a bit out there, but like, there's nothing wrong with him. He's not doing anything to deserve death or imprisonment. And the statement like, oh, he could have been free if he would have just not made this like foolish appeal to Caesar. Like, um, okay, yeah, I, I mean, sure. 
but it was important for Paul to appeal to Caesar. Like he wasn't going to get the fair trial with Festus, you know, and Festus is chiming in here like, you're a crazy person. You're out of your mind. Like, no, I'm not. I'm thinking clearly. Um, first of all, I do need to like go back because there's a statement in here that I needed to research that like, hold on, wait, what? What does that mean? Like I've heard Paul share his story before, but he added this detail, this word from God that I had never heard before. And so I had to figure out, well, what does that actually mean? So this is uh, in, in verse 14. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. What? What does that mean? Okay, so that's not a question. It's a statement. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. What does that mean? It means um, in those days, farmers would have these like sticks, but not like a twig, but like this like, you know, lumber that was like pointed to like a, a point and they would use it to like prod the oxen. Um, you know, stubborn oxen who aren't, you know, trying to do the work effectively, like, all right, let's keep it moving. It's, you know, like it's, it's poking, it's prodding. It is, um, you know, trying to motivate through pain. And every once in a while, a, a, a stubborn goat would feel this and then like kick back against uh, the, the, the goad and would like get its like foot or leg caught in this sharp and it would just it would be like a, a really bad injury so that's what i understand it to be like you know paul i'm, I'm trying to motivate you i'm like I'm, I'm i'm sticking you here sticking you and you, you you keep kicking back against me and it hurts you like stop it just stop it so um so that's what that means the, the one thing i want to say just really quickly is man how good is paul's story like i know it's like got this supernatural element, this encounter with, with Jesus on the road to Damascus. But man, story is our greatest tool. I've said this before, but I'll, like I'll keep saying it. It just is. Like here, it's a great tool for defense, but also like story is a great tool for evangelism. And Paul's doing that. He's doing that to King Agrippa. Agrippa. He's doing that with the crowd. Like he's even kind of making a joke about it. Like I want you guys to become like me. Um, you know, not like these chains, you know, not chained up like me, but like to experience the freedom that I've experienced. Like he's, he's taking us from like, I used to be this, you know, I used to be blind, but now I can see. And it's so good. What a great story. I know you've got a great story as well. And I encourage you to use it. Um, <clears throat> you know, it took Paul a long time to get his story to this point. He's adding new details all the time. Um, Sometimes he's simplifying it. Sometimes he's telling more, but you've got a great story. And I, I think it's time that you start to practice using it because it will serve you really well. All right. Well, that I'm way over time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you tomorrow as we continue on with Acts chapter 27. I will see you then.